Hi everybody, it's Kevin Clark with another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Ballin County. Well, I want to tell you, I've got a good one today. It's about closing your transaction. I know sometimes it's a mystery to people, but closing a transaction with your closing agent is the end of the road. You're almost there. You're about to get your home and you're going to move into it. So what happens in closing? Well, you find the agent, you locate your home you're going to buy, you're going to be the seller, you've listed the home, you've gone accepted offer, you've gone past all the contingencies, buyers got their financing, everything's in place, and you've done the inspections, the title company's got clear title, and here's how it works. The title company, and down here we use title companies and attorneys, but some like California use escrow companies and such. But here we've got title companies and basically got Crane Title, Alabama Title, a lot of others, Gulf Shores Title Company. And there's a lot of them, a lot of great ones. Anyway, usually that's left to the seller to decide, but the buyer can also designate their preferred closing title company who does is a closing agent and what they are is a neutral third party that works on behalf of the buyers and the sellers and they are a fiduciary for both basically and they will make sure that all the documents for the purchase contract and any amendments or addendums all the appropriate paperwork such as title work is done to see there's clear marketable title making sure if there's insurance to be required for the purchase for the buyer they put that insurance policy and it gets done the inspection report usually will go into title and that contingency will be cleared so the title company monitors the whole process and works with both sides of the transaction and makes sure that all the contingencies are met that all the monies that have to be put in there whether it's earnest money or down payment money those go into an escrow account a trust account at the closing company the title company they also work with the mortgage lender and the bank <clears throat> or institution that is handling the financing and make sure that's all cleared up and all of those underwriting <coughs> requirements are dealt with. And they make sure that all the things that need to happen for that closing are done in a timely fashion. And they coordinate with all the parties. And what they eventually generate is a closing statement or a HUD-1, which is sort of like an accounting ledger of all of the money coming in that's required to close transaction and all the money that's coming out so they have the purchase price the commissions the fees for the lender title insurance the processing of the closing the title fees you may have homeowners insurance that has to be processed in their impounds for interest or future payments of homeowners insurance homeowners insurance payments they usually require the first year up front they're going to have the actual taxes for county city state they have that all taken care of those are done a proration fashion so there's a portion that's going to be owed by the seller and a portion owned by the buyer they put in again if there's any attorney fees to be paid if there's any um 
title issues that have to be addressed. They make sure that if there's any inspection fees, uh, insurance fees, termite bond fees, any fees that have to be paid in the closing are located in there, listed and accounted for with the respective party that has to pay them. There are some items that would be considered POC, paid outside of closing, such as the uh, appraisal fee. That usually is paid up front by the buyer and paid outside of closing. There may be other fees like that. But the bottom line is, is that the closing agent, the title company, they handle all that transaction. They send each party a closing statement, which has the seller fees and costs and expenses, and it has the buyer's fees, costs, and expenses. And it will show how much money that the buyers need to bring to the table with credits for any initial earnest monies or other monies they paid into title. The seller will get a list of how much proceeds they're going to get after the sale, after you've paid off the <clears throat> mortgage loan, if any, costs for any fees for title, title insurance, as well as any taxes they may owe for that particular year prorated with the buyer. And they go through all that, and then what they have is they have the closing day. And you go to the closing day, and you have all these documents that have to be reviewed and signed. So the seller will be there, the buyer will be there, usually at separate times. Sometimes what they can have, it's called a mail out, where if one of or both of the parties are not available to physically be at the actual title company to sign and close the documents, they will electronically or physically overnight the paperwork to them where they in front of a notary or representative of the closing agent title company can walk them through and have everything signed. In the background, all the financial sides of it are being handled as would be normal in the case of a closing, but then the paperworks are sent back remotely and then whatever checks, proceeds are either wired into the seller or buyer or sent by check. Now, generally with a buyer, they have down payments, which could be in some cases either the entire amount if it's all cash or a substantial portion. Let's say it's a $400,000 house and you're putting 25% down, that's $100,000. Normally, the closing agent, title companies don't accept checks, even cashier's checks. They want the money wired in. So the buyer would have their bank wire those monies to the trust account of the closing agent usually a few days before the closing so the money can post and be available there to be able to be transferred then by usually a wire or check to the seller so that they can get their net proceeds or net monies from the sale. So in a in-person closing, the buyer and seller usually aren't there together, but they can be because it's not acrimonious. It's actually a good thing. Closing and the benefit of the seller <clears throat> the benefit of the buyer. So individually, the seller will sit down in front of a notary and the closing agent, which is an individual at the title company, and the agent for the seller, and they will sit there, and that closing agent individual will walk through every single document line by line with the sellers and have them sign them if there's signatures or initials or other things that have to happen. And 
if there are questions, they can ask the closing agent or they can ask their own real estate agent. Now, what will happen is, is that for the seller, it's not usually as much paperwork as it can be for a buyer. And they will go through and usually the closing agent individual is also a notary because some of these documents such as deeds and other documents have to be recorded in the county and they have to be notarized to be acceptable and compliant with the law so they will sit there and have the seller sign their documents and the ones that need to be notarized will be notarized on the spot by the closing agent when that is all done they will get copies of all of their closing documents and all of that paperwork, and then they'll either get a confirmation of the wire transfer of their net proceeds, or they will get a check, and then the listing agent will also usually get a copy of everything which they need for their files, which is required by Alabama law, and they'll also get their commission check to their brokerage. On the buyer's side, <clears throat> especially if there's a loan, it's a lot more paperwork. You have the same things that the seller would sign in front of the closing agent. They'll go through every single document line by line. If they have any questions, they can ask the closing agent or the buyer can ask their own real estate agent. And then they will go through and sign and notarize everything. On top of the usual documents that a seller would sign, the buyer is going to have a lot of other documents related to the loan or mortgage. There's going to be all kinds of notes. There's going to be the mortgage, and then there's going to be the promissory note, which is basically the evidence of the amount of money you're borrowing and your payments and so forth. So you're going to go through and sign a ton of disclosure documents on both sides, which may be coming from the real estate brokerage company or just a general disclosure <clears throat> pursuant to the transaction itself. You're going to have the buyer go through and sign all this and notarize it. And again, in the same instance, they're going to get copies of everything. Their monies are already in escrow in the title company. So those monies will be transferred over and paid whatever expenses of the closing is necessary to be paid. Any impounds, any prepaids or other issues with the lender. And then the remaining net balance that's due the seller will be transferred to the seller on paperwork, meaning the money is still in the same account, but pursuant to the paperwork, now that money becomes owned by and controlled by the seller, and then the seller obviously gets their wire transfer check. On the buyer side, they're paying money to purchase the property. So they will go through everything, including the closing statement. Again, both sides will, and you will sign that, and everything will get done. All the documents will get properly notarized, signed, finished, and then the seller and the buyer get their copies. The real estate agent for the buyer gets their copy, and then the buyer's agent's brokerage will get their check. Generally speaking, when we have closings, we ask the buyers to bring a checkbook just in case there was a change somewhere. There's a shortage of $10,000, It's happened in the past. And that way, the buyers can write a simple check for the small amount. Usually, it's less than $500. It's usually only a few dollars, if at all. 
there may have been a slight adjustment because maybe it closed <clears throat> a few days later than expected, and that may cause interest, prepaid interest, maybe the transfer of the property's title and issues with property taxes may cause a little bit more of expense for the buyer. Bottom line is, it's a good thing to have when you're a buyer to have your checkbook just in case. That being said, everything gets handled at that point. The sellers hand over all their keys, all their codes, if there's an alarm system, handles, giving them any kind of other information, all the warranties for all the appliances, for any of the roofs or anything else that's been fixed or repaired, evidence of those repairs. They're going to hand over any kind of information related to uh, lock boxes or other issues that may be related to um, homeowner association, which fees are paid through and prorated through the closing for seller and buyer respectively. And then they'll hand over all their remotes or clickers as we call them for their garage doors. And all that is given over to the buyer. Now, one thing that happens prior to all this, at the day of or a day before, the buyer and seller will have agreed that the buyer will come through with their agent and do a final walkthrough of the property. They did a walkthrough of the property when they were looking at it after they made the offer. They had their inspection, which in a sense is a walkthrough with the benefit of a professional home inspector who will give a report and show whatever repairs need to be made, if any. The final walkthrough gives you an opportunity for the buyer to confirm that the condition of the property when they last saw it has not changed. And if there have been changes, there are likely changes that were caused by the buyer requesting repairs and the seller agreed to make the repairs so they will gladly get paperwork from a licensed or bonded uh, home renovator or some kind of contractor or a handyman showing those repairs are made the buyer goes in with their agent sometimes the seller's agents there and they will go through the property and check it out and make sure if the property owner the seller moved out there wasn't any damage from the movers everything was still the same a window hasn't gotten cracked all the appliances were supposed to be left there are there all those things and making sure that everything works the way it's supposed to. If there were supposed to be repairs, they can see the repairs that were made. If they were going to replace a water heater that it was done or a window that was cracked, so on and so forth. They get all that done. Now, the final walkthrough is for that purpose. The day of, usually if it's an afternoon, they'll do it in the morning of the closing or they'll do it the day before. And they'll go through and check everything out. If everything clears and it looks good, fine. If there's something wrong, generally we make an arrangement with the seller and or the buyer to get those items cleared up or dealt with monetarily. And so once that's all done, the buyer gets their keys and all the things necessary to be able to get in out of the house. They have the right to get all the home warranties and all of the other items that they're promised at closing, including they'll make sure when they usually do the final walkthrough that if there's any warranties for appliances or instructions on how to run the dishwasher or do the refridges, um, you know, filters and things, that those original 
owner's manuals and such are there if they're available. And usually all of the clickers and keys will be in the premises and you'll get the few extras that are owned or currently held by the seller at the time of closing. So once that happens, that's it. You get your paperwork, you get your money and funds if you're the seller, if you're the buyer, you get your paperwork, you've already prepaid into title escrow all the monies. The seller's happy, you're happy, it's now your home, you have the remaining keys and clickers, if any, and then your agent has got the same paperwork on both sides, and the buyer's agent and listing agent, they both get their commission checks to their brokerage, which is paid through title based on whoever's paying their commissions, and then everybody walks away happy. Now, a good agent for the seller and the buyer will make sure that they stay in touch with those clients for life because they want them for life. You just don't close a transaction and walk away. You should stay in touch, follow up every few months, every six months, and then every year after that, especially if it's a first-time home buyer. You want to still hold their hand for that first year to make sure that they understand everything. Now, especially down here with a buyer, you're not going to get the original deed for the property because they have to send that to the county and bayonet and it gets recorded and then it will get mailed back to you it usually takes four to six weeks and then the one thing you have to do that sometimes buyers aren't really told is they need to go and register at the county clerk's office and the assessor's office to make sure that the deed got recorded and then go to the assessor and make sure that you are with your mailing address is referenced as the new owner so that when the tax bills come, you can get the tax bill on time and pay your taxes on time, <clears throat> which are due at the end of every year in December. Here's the important thing. You also want to note, if this is your primary residence, to record your homestead. And what that means is, is because it's your primary residence where you live full-time, you get a discount on the property taxes, which is quite substantial. I believe non-homestead is basically 20% of the assessed value. When you, prime, when you have it as your primary residence and it's homestead, I believe it's 10%. So it makes a huge difference. So you got to make sure that if you don't get in the mail of the address you put on the end of the deed where your mailing address is, if you haven't gotten that original deed, you should go talk to your real estate agent and or the title company who did the closing and ask, have they gotten back the copy or has it been recorded? And they will go and help you get that. Once you've got it, go down to the courthouse Talk to the assessor's office and get your deed in their hand. And if you have to ask your agent to walk you through it as a buyer, they'll do it because that's part of the job. And they or you can go down there and they will talk to them and say, look, Mr. Assessor, I bought this home on March 5th of 2023. Here's my original deed. I want to make sure that you know that I am the new owner. Here is my mailing address. Here's my information so that I can get 
the property tax notifications every year on time. And then I also want to register my homestead for this property because it is my primary residence. And they will handle it from front to back, top to bottom for you and get it done. It's If you have any problems, ask for a supervisor or call your real estate agent and say, or the title company, they'll gladly help you. And you go ahead and get that done because that is so important. Because many times the people will wake up and say, I never got my property tax notification. Now I'm delinquent. Or my taxes are twice as high as I thought they'd be. Well, you never filed your homestead and you didn't change the information. And many times, depending on the county, and I think it is in Baldwin County this way, the records kept for the probate office with respect to deeds is a separate database in the assessor's office. One doesn't know about the other necessarily. So you cover your bases and make sure you do your job as a homeowner. And once that happens, even if you're late or you mess up and don't get the documents in time to the assessor's office, just be fair with them and be honest. Say, look, I thought I didn't know I had to do this. Nobody told me. I just found out. Here's all my stuff. Is there any way you can retroactively go back and just bill me for my homestead and make sure that I don't have to pay this penalty and or pay twice as much as I should have for my property taxes? I've done this for clients. I go down there with them if they didn't get it done. I've had clients who've done that for several years and we've been able to get the county to make an adjustment. They cleared it up on the spot. They made sure that the pr proper property taxes for the homestead were established and they only had to pay those and they cleared it up so they didn't have to pay any excess penalties or twice as much for their property taxes. Just be honest, be super nice to them because they have a lot of hard work to do. And a lot of people come in there very angry about things and it's not their fault. So what you got to do is treat them with kindness and patience and understanding and just be honest. Don't try to fudge anything. Just be straightforward with them and you will be amazed at the goodness of people who will help you out. They have a lot of opportunities and things that they can do to help you correct a situation that maybe was a mistake that either your agent, the title company, or you made. And you can ask questions and have people help you explain that to the assessor's office or probate office, and you will be able to get so much assistance and kindness from these people who appreciate honesty and understanding. So that is in a nutshell what happens at a closing. So I think that you know, if you ever have questions about it, you know you can call me 251-599-6375. Also, go to ValPointRealEstate.com or search BaldwinCountyAL.com. Tons of great information, lots of great tools and research, things that you can do in there about homes and prices and articles. Just the best. I really love it. I even like going to the website and seeing what's going on in the real estate market. It's a great resource. If you ever need me or someone to go to one of your events and speak, I would love to do it. I thank you so much for listening to this and other podcasts and your, all your feedback. You have a great week. Be well. Enjoy the weather. Love your family. 
and have a fantastic day. We'll be talking soon with another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Baldwin County. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.